Hospital, which I stole from your refrigerator in your second office here at the uh, at the ESPN LA. That's the primary office. Then. Well, now that's your primary. It office. is really. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, here's the problem: I don't have a bottle opener to open this Topo Chico. There's so, one in my office. Well, <laughs> I have an idea of how I could open this bottle, utilizing a pot, a part of your body. <laughs> You're just a bad guy. <laughs> He's just a bad, a bad guy. guy and a scumbag. And what else? A bad guy. Yeah, there's more to it. There's other names. <sighs> George, you seem preoccupied. <laughs> I'm just listening to them bicker. Well, did you bring any ideas for the show today, Cappy? Or you yes. just walk in? Oh, no, I brought some ideas. You know what you need to talk about? Jim Harbaugh within striking distance, mother bleeper, of being the Chargers head coach. Now what are you going to say what are you as gonna you're do? listening to KSP in Los Angeles? No, I did it already. I did it. I just did it for just in case. Okay. We, you missed it. I don't know. I didn't no. hear between the well, bickering. No, you, were you were preoccupied. Wait, wait. I, I was doing some work because you guys were just bickering like a married couple. I know you're we doing do some often. work because somebody pointed it out on the uh, YouTube chat, apparently. Yeah. George is watching some highlight videos. No, I'm putting something together for Kai that he needs for a client. That is, I can back that up because we did talk about that. Okay. Partner, but that's okay. So someone, they can watch in the YouTube video. Someone said that George was watching videos of himself. No, he I, is. I am is. watching videos of myself because I need to time- I asked him to. I need to time code them so they can see the suits I'm wearing. Don't yell at me. I'm just the messenger. All right. I'm just telling you exactly what I'm doing. So while they're bickering, I can do two things at once. We do bicker Two like things can couple. be true at once. <laughs> we do indeed. And you tonight we will be a married couple. We will be a married couple at the East Central time. What does that even mean? It, you know what it means. You know what it means, sucker. Yeah. So when I'm telling you to buy these damn suits, you're going to buy them, sucker. What suits? <laughs> You'll see. Oh, I want some. I want a new suit. Okay. <laughs> I need a new suit. Because you got to support the family. When, okay? do you, when do you wear a suit? I don't, but I think I want to start wearing suits again. What does that mean again? You used to wear suits? All where? the time. Well, when you were on TV. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. I mean, during Stable Wars. Right, that too. Used to look very sharp during Stable Wars. Did you Wars. really wear suits on Stable Wars? Oh my God, I was like the sharpest dressed guy going. I mean, did you have uh, your guy Zap make all your suits? No, for no, you I had, Zap at that time was not my my clothing designer. Oh, okay. It was Maggie B back in oh, the day. Okay. You know, Maggie B used to. She's dress a friend me. of Zaps. No, she doesn't. She doesn't know Zap. Okay. Is Maggie B the hair braider? No, no, no. Maggie oh. B's a whole different deal. Okay. Different, right. different. Who's the hair braider? I can't really talk to you about the hair braider because you're not prepared for it, okay? Oh, yeah? this, ain't, this ain't in the Palm Springs, all right? This okay. isn't in the mean streets of Palm Desert, my dog, <laughs> okay? Now, as for Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, what do you got to say about that? Stri- quote, striking distance. Well, of course, as you know, I am rooting against this to all go down. And, and by the way, before mm. you continue, Lindsay, what was the offer? What was the quote on the offer they made? Significant, I believe. Yes, correct? it was significant, and it wasn't simply to uh, for him to have leverage to leave or to stay at Michigan. He's actually serious. How great would it be if the Chargers win a Super Bowl and stick it to that small market of San Diego? Yeah, it would be horrible. It really would. Here's the problem for me is that you know that I love Jim Harbaugh. I know. Okay, and you know that the Chargers or the ownership of the Chargers in particular is my nemesis in life. Yeah. Right. So if you take a, a guy who I love in Jim Harbaugh and you put him onto the franchise, onto the sidelines of my nemesis, that puts me in a very precarious situation. You know, it really does. Because Jim Harbaugh, here's what I'll say about it. The Chargers as an organization, I think everybody here would agree, are irrelevant to the Los Angeles sports scene. Yes. However, if you get a personality like Jim Harbaugh, who just won a national championship who is the hottest coaching candidate there is, and you go, George, completely against the grain of what you've been historically. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is this. Mm. This ownership team has always gone for a retread 
or a, a first timer or a first time cheap yeah. controllable coach. Correct. So whether it was Mike McCoy when he was the hot guy because he was the offensive coordinator in Denver and he had Peyton Manning, or if it was Anthony Lynn when I don't know how he became the hot guy, and then it was Brandon Staley after like two years earlier coaching at some Division three high school somewhere. Um, they're always looking for the younger, cheaper, first time, inexperienced, controllable head coach. Right. However. Because of what happened with the Rams this year, mm-hmm. and the Rams being a team that no one expected to go anywhere, and the Rams make a playoff run, and by the way, take more control of L.A. because they were likable. People knew Matthew Stafford. People know Aaron Donald. People like Sean McVay. People got into Puka Nakua and his story, et cetera, et cetera. The Rams did something this year that people didn't expect, and the fan base became more emotionally attached to the Rams than they'd ever been before. Right. And at the same time, The Chargers were falling flat on their face when everybody thought this was a Super Bowl contender. Mm -hmm. If ever there was a time in a franchise's history to do something completely opposed to what they've always done, this is the desperation situation. And so if Jim Harbaugh does want to leave and go to the NFL and Jim Harbaugh hires a... a, a, Thank you. This is Get ready to rack him. Keep going, though. This is good, though. Go, go. If Jim Harbaugh hires Don Yee... The same guy who went and did the deal for Sean Payton in Denver as his agent, and he's going to get $20 million to coach the Chargers? If I were the Chargers, this is the desperation moment of all time. There's no question. They have no cred in the marketplace. So either you go Jim Harbaugh, who's the best available and has an incredible track record, or you go Pete Carroll, who also has a great track record and has local ties. There's only one of two options for them here. Now, here's the worst part of all of this. Here's the worst part of the story. So earlier today, I have a friend who is very, very, very close to Jim Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. And uh, Does he know Jack? He does know Jack. Okay. Jack the Frenchie? No, Jack Harbaugh. Jack oh, okay. Harbaugh, the dad. Yeah, different, different Jack. And not Jack Reacher either, okay? So this friend of mine who is very close to Jim Harbaugh, I texted him today and I said, dude, what's the deal? What's going on? And he said, don't quote me, but, but say the, it on the radio. Well, but I'm not going <laughs> to. This I'm is not, what can get you in trouble. Remember, this what happened with Canelo. I'm not directly quoting the man, and I'm not saying his name. It's how you got out of the Canelo crew. I'm not going to say his name, and I'm not going to quote him. I'm going to paraphrase him. Okay. Okay? All right. Here's what he said. What he See said? the difference between a quotation I, yeah, and a paraphrase? I got you. I got you. Here's what he said to me. What did he say to you? I'm not sure. Do not quote me. But it seems inevitable. And that's not a direct quote. That's a paraphrase, just so you know. That's a paraphrase. It seems inevitable. And when he said that to me, my heart sank. I'm like, dude, I've been saying forever, I really think Harbaugh's going back to Michigan. I've been I've been predicting Harbaugh's going back to Michigan. I can't believe he would go to work for these guys. He played for them. He knows them. He knows what kind of ownership they are. Please tell me it's not inevitable. But inevitable. The, but the word he used was inevitable. Inevitable. Phenomenal. Speaking of phenomenal, last night I did go out for pho. Just oh, so did you, know, you like it? I did go out for pho. Where'd you get the pho? From a place called pho, F- <laughs> P-H-O. <laughs> <laughs> and the second word was nominal. Phenomenal. That actually should be a restaurant. Right. You I should totally, say. we should totally start a restaurant and just call it that. <laughs> phenomenal. Phenomenal. Now that, was that your first time ever having pho? It's like my second time, but like I had to really work hard on the menu. Like I really had to sit down, read it, go through it all. Well, it just says pho. Right. But there's different kinds of pho, right? I've never had pho. Oh, really? No. 
Well, you know that at Yamava, they're going to put on a pho eating contest. And we're going to pho. You and me are going to pho. Exactly right. <laughs> that is exactly get right. Fud up. <laughs> we're going to pho. That's all. I'm going to pho. Don't. T- don't do it. Don't Be do careful. It. Yeah, just let's let's Be not careful. Do let's not do this. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I did uh, hear t- somebody told me though about a restaurant called Pho P H O dash like like next word King K I N G. Now, how funny is that? Oh, I get it. Okay, see, it took a yeah. second for uh, you. Well, mm-hmm. I get. Yeah, I had yeah. to like put it through a capsule. Right. That's funny. That is fu- and you know that's funny. But I won't say it on the air. Everybody can do their their own thing. P H O, not F O. P H O, space king. Yeah, that's fun. We got you. We get it. Phenomenal. So, when it's inevitably happening, mm-hmm. what what do you what do you what do you think you're gonna do? I don't know, like, man. How are you gonna just, How are you gonna react? I to guess this? the first thing I should do is I should turn off my notifications on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> what if you just flip the script though, and then become like the biggest Chargers fan there is? I can't do that. Well, it's the, it's the ownership. Right, it's the ownership. Right. I can't do that. If they ever sold, it'd be different. Right. You'd See, be like, back. Like, I've gotten over the whole move out of San Diego to L.A. thing. I mean, come on. What kind of hypocrite would I be? But, <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? But, like, for me, it's still the ownership. And I want to root for Jim Harbaugh. I'm not a Michigan fan. I don't even really like Michigan. But I was rooting for them to win the national championship this year, even though I was being a phony when I was over at my buddy's house because he's a Washington fan, and I acted like I was rooting for Washington. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. You know, the Chargers pulling off what many would think would be the impossible, right? If you were to ask last season, could the Chargers ever get Jim Harbaugh? Or anybody of his caliber exactly. spend that kind of money. They're pulling off the impossible, George. And you and I know how that feels. When we pulled off the impossible and made Cappy a star. Mm. <laughs> and now, and now, as a star, as a national championship caliber radio broadcaster, now... I'm going to be the hottest thing going, and I, too, want $20 million a year. Just like Stephen A. Smith. I want 20 million big ones, baby. Allegedly. Yeah, Um, allegedly. That's what I want. I want Keyshawn money. Well, you want a podcast that, you know, all breaks, no... What was it? All facts. All facts, no breaks. Lots of edits. (laughs) Oh, oh my. Is that what it says? (laughs) All facts, no breaks, lots of edits? Is Is that the name of the podcast? Really? See, you're making me be a bad guy. You're a bad guy. A lot of, you know, a lot of times these sweep segments we just blow through and we have, it's not, it's not, dra- it's not dragging. It's just a lot's coming out. Oh no, yeah, absolutely, a lot's coming out. And yeah. you know, Cappy, we still haven't even gotten to your boy Tom Telesco going to the Raiders. Oh, the Raiders really? You want to import? No, yeah. I he, mean, he did get a lot of talent. He did. There. But why are you importing filth? He did get a lot of talent. Did but he you're not gonna import the AFC West filth? Did he not draft a lot of good players? He did indeed. He did. Not to mention, he also went out into free agency and got a lot of really good players. Now, look, there were mistakes along the way. Right, but for the most part, I thought from a roster construction perspective, he did a good job. Dude, I wonder you, how J.D. the Brick's dealing with that today. You're telling me, me yeah. Tom Telesco yeah. is coming to the Silver and Black? Get J.T. on the phone right now. You know, that's a good idea. You should the Raider Nation? I thought of that, but I'm pretty sure he's hosting the Mad Dog Show today. Oh, really? Oh, I Yeah, but it's already, for, it's already for something. He, uh, did, he and I did talk, though, earlier today. He's like, Cap, what are they doing text with Tom Telesco? Text him now. See if he's on. And I had to tell him, I go, listen, Tom Telesco is is a pretty good guy, number one. And number two, he's a very, very good talent scout. His problem was always that he was the guy that stood in front of the family so that he had to take all the bullets so that they didn't have to take them. And, um, you know, he built a good roster. The roster just couldn't stay healthy. But he was always hamstrung with the inability to spend real money on a head coach. Right. Right, but the roster was intact for sure. By the way, Ramona just texted us and included you this time, I think, Cappy. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, 
a recipe that a listener sent, gluten-free bourbon caramel samosas. Oh, wow. So, wow. There you have it. Um, now, listen, as far as the Raiders, real quick on this, uh, you know, t- the issue today that they're hiring Tom Telesco. And are they hiring your boy? Because I saw a report about that, too. If my boy becomes the offensive coordinator and play caller for the Raiders. You're going to be a Raider fan. I'm going oh. all in. Black hole. I am all in yeah. on the Raiders. Yeah. I'm getting season tickets. No way. I'm, well, I mean, not. I'm not going to pay for it. Right, I was just going to say. I mean, <laughs> He's going to get you tickets yeah, every week. Right, I'm yeah. not going to pay for them, but I'm going to go to the games, you know? And I, every Raiders home game, I'm going to be on my way to Vegas. And you know what I'll do? Yeah. I'll stay at the Palms Hotel. Right. Because that's the sister hotel of Yamava. Right. So I'm hooked up, man. Right. You're I'm good all to go. set. Are you hooked up? No, Big he's time. Not. Yes, he's I am. Not. Yes, I am. So he's going to be making some calls, yes, though. Yes, I am. I'm going to be calling my man Kenji, the yeah. general manager out. He of was Yonaba. out on the golf course with us at the I mean, yesterday. listen, Tom Tele- you could do worse than Tom Telesco if you're the Raiders. And you know what? You could do worse than Alex Van Pelt as your offensive coordinator. Nah. I mean, the biggest problem with the Raiders is Tom Telesco needs to figure out who the quarterback's going to be. That's true. Yeah, that is true. He's no, Alex Van Pelt, he should be thankful that he got out of that. that Cesspool. Cesspool of Cleveland Browns. And let me tell everybody something. Look, I get it. You know, everybody gets very annoyed around here when Lindsey talks about Cleveland and talks about the Browns. By the way, did you see Ric Flair's tweet to Baker Mayfield, Lindsey? Yeah, who cares? What do you do? Oh, 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 oh. now we don't the like Ric Flair. The nature boy. Wait, now, now we don't like Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Uh, don't get me started on Ric Flair. Oh. What's up? What's wrong with Ric Flair? <laughs> I mean, first of all. I'm a lot of things, actually. Yes, yes. Yeah. There's a lot of things wrong yeah. with, with Ric Flair. Yeah. Yes. Well, all I know is this. Um, that if my boy becomes the offensive coordinator of the Raiders, I'm all in 100% all silver and black. Raider Nation all the time. You'll dress up? Today I'm to wearing all black just because I'm trying to make it, you know, I'm, I'm trying to put it, it into, into the Speak it into existence. Exactly You're right. like LeVar Ball. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Never lost. Yeah. Uh, get JT on the phone if we can. Did he text you back? I just texted him. Okay. I think it's it, we need to ask him about the silver and black. Why not? All right. Coming up next, Cappy. Tell me. Oh, I thought you had a library for a second. Uh, coming up next, Cappy. Uh, LeBron and Steph Curry making headlines together. I'll tell you why in just a second. Stick around, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Quarter, actually not quarter after, 418 in the Southland on a live imaging Tuesday. Sit down with Cappy. On this day, in 1988, the number one hit, Michael, off that bad album, The Way You Make Me Feel. You know the way you make me feel, Cappy? Tell me. That I want to snap your neck. But you know whose neck I don't want to snap? Tell me. The voice of the Raider Nation. The voice of the black hole. This is where we hit the music.
What was that? He joined us all football season, and he's back because the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego. Thank you. Let go of their general manager, and for some reason, the Raider Nation, who I adopted as my own this season, want to import that San Diego, I mean, L.A. Charger filth. And when these things happen, we have to get the one and only JT the Brick on the line. Brick, good afternoon. Hi, Brick. Good afternoon in the Southland. How is everyone? Good good to talk to you guys again. I felt like when the Raiders missed the playoffs, you'd miss me, and I was right. We did miss you, JT. And I'll say this. Christopher brings up a great point. The Raiders interviewing Tom Telesco. I'll say this. You could do worse than Tom Telesco. He picked good players for that team. Yeah, George, I think this becomes a move where we thought possibly the guy was in-house in Champ Kelly, and they had him as the interim, and then all of a sudden uh, Mark Davis pivoted to talk to Ed Dodds out of Indianapolis and Telesco, who came in, who reportedly blew him away, had a really good meeting, and all the guys he's drafted over the years, you know, it wasn't Telesco's fault that the guys were hurt, and he didn't have a lot of budget to work with, but he's been known to take big swings and draft big-time players. And, you know, he had John Spanos and Dean Spanos in front of him, probably voiding a lot of things that we all don't know about. So what I like about the hire is he could be the guy that figures out the final pieces of this roster because the Raiders need a quarterback, and the Raiders only need now with that defense and Devontae Adams and everything else they have only a few more pieces. They always say pieces. They're men. They're human beings. But maybe he's the difference in getting two or three more players in a draft or free agency that make the difference for the silver and black. Yeah, he, one thing he's very good at um, is he is a great talent evaluator. And when you look at a guy, I'll give you an example, a guy like Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler is an undrafted free agent from a Division II college in who the hell knows where, Colorado, and he became the number one running back, and they got rid of Melvin Gordon, who was a Heisman Trophy finalist and a first-round pick and a guy who had a terrible case of fumbleitis. My point is is that you didn't need to go get another first-round running back. You were able to do that with an undrafted player. So, JT, the one thing I would tell you is Tom Telesco, if nothing else, is a great talent evaluator. Well, that's what the Raiders needed because the Raiders thought they brought in a lot of other good talent evaluators, but they didn't have a lot of experience the last couple of years. Reggie McKenzie, former player, Mike Mayock, great guy, comes over from television, new college football in the draft and the combine, as good as anybody, no experience as a pure GM, and then Dave Ziegler comes over with Josh McDaniels, and he gets elevated to his first GM role. So I think what this came down to, guys, and it's not shocking to me, but it was a bit surprising if you asked me two weeks ago, is they went in the division with someone who knows the Raiders very closely, obviously the Chargers, knows the AFC West, and they got to get it right here because they still got to hire an offensive coordinator. And in order to do that, you had to have the GM in-house. Antonio Pierce was a lock. He deserved that job. And also Marvin Lewis is now on the staff, a former head coach. So there's a lot of experience. Tom Coughlin is now consulting with the Raiders. Telesco's got a long history in the league. So with all of this happening here, you know, with the Raiders are trying to take steps to become a playoff team that stays in the playoffs for years to come. Hopefully this is the answer. Got to figure out that quarterback situation, though. And not sure if they go into the draft, because I want to say the Raiders draft about like, like number 15. 
You'll check 13. 13. So you check me on that. But so the Raiders have a draft choice at 13. But for as, as great as this college quarterback class is expected to be, um, most think that these top three, four, five guys will all be drafted in the top like eight to 10. So I'm not sure if you decide, hey, Russell Wilson becomes available or something like that where you go into free agency and you try and find a veteran quarterback rather than trying to start at the beginning with a rookie quarterback. What do you think happens? Yeah, that's that's really complicated, guys, and that's why Tom Telesco, I think, has been brought in with his veteran leadership going back to not only evaluating the Chargers and getting Herbert over Tua. We remember what happened there, and he fell down there, but he turned out to be a good player. This is critical because – in order to get the quarter, I'm a huge Caleb Williams guy. I was live at his first game he ever played at Oklahoma, and I'm all in on him. I know he had a down, little bit of a down year. He's the best talent I've seen since Mahomes. He's that great. He will require three first-round picks, not two, three. I think the other guys you can get with two first-round picks. Now, I'm not talking one. The Raiders got 13. They trade out. They swap up. No, I'm talking you probably got to give up a couple of first-round picks. And then Justin Fields is out there a guy who can run as elite, elite as anybody in the league, can make every throw, but is not consistent and needs a offensive coordinator, quarterback coach, passing game coordinator, get him better. I think he's in the loop. And Aiden O'Connell, for all of the pro, you know, fourth-round pick, played pretty good. Part of the franchise all-time record of 63 points, beat Kansas City on Christmas Day at Arrowhead, swept Denver, to put Denver away and Sean Payton and give them a losing record. So they got some options. But, Cappy, I agree with you. I think this team might have to get up into the top three or number four or no less than five to get Jaden Daniels or a quarterback because a lot of them are going to be gone. And I'm not a – you know, Bo Nix can play, Michael Penix Jr. But you know if you want a quarterback that's going to be a game changer, you got to get one of these top three quarterbacks, and they're going to go in the first five picks. So – let me ask you this. How much did Max Crosby's, I don't know if it's an, I mean, it was an endorsement in some ways, but also a threat uh, to potentially wanting out, helped Antonio Pierce's cause? Well, I mean, I don't think it was so much. You could look at it as he spoke up more so than Max usually speaks up. I think Max does podcasts. He's on social media. And I think Max made it clear that he doesn't want any more change. I mean, Max isn't going to leave the Raiders. He's a Raider lifer. But, you know, George asked a fair question. He went out there and voiced a strong opinion that he was just kind of getting uncomfortable with all the change that is out there. And we're talking change today. We're talking about a new GM. We're talking about a future OC coming in and what they're going to do. But he liked Antonio Pierce a lot because it was so drastically different than Josh McDaniels. Remember, Josh McDaniels had a hell of a resume in his career in the NFL, comes in, tells everybody, we're going to take this thing to the next level. It kind of implodes. And now Max is going, look, we're going to try something else. Let's pump the brakes. Max and Mark Davis are very close, really tight. And Mark's very tight with, you know, a handful of players like Devontae, the alumni like Marcus Allen and Charles Woodson. And Max's voice goes a long way. But this is Mark Davis's decision. He's been vetting these guys. He vetted Telesco. And we knew Antonio Pierce was going to get the job. Being in that locker room, being around the building as close as I am, he was a lock to go from interim coach to head coach with what he did down the stretch. So now what I need is I need my guy to become your <laughs> offensive coordinator. So then I can become a full-time, not season ticket holder where I buy season tickets, but like I'm acting like a season ticket holder because I'm there every week for the games. 
JT, I'm putting two and two together. The Raiders hired Marvin Lewis to, I'm not sure exactly what his title is, but he's going to be like Antonio Pierce's right-hand guy and consultant. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yep. if you if you just put the pieces of the puzzle together, when we were playing college football, Marvin Lewis was our linebackers coach. So this relationship between my man AVP and Marvin Lewis goes back 30-plus years. So I'm I am very hopeful that Alex Van Pelt becomes the offensive coordinator, and we might know that tomorrow. Yeah, and Alex is a name that I go back with long, long to the beginning of my Raider career with another regime that was here, and he's a highly respected guy, and he's checked off all the boxes along the way. I'll just tell you, Cap, that the Raiders are literally interviewing every offensive mind in the NFL. I was in the building yesterday. I saw Tom Telesco there, and they are lining up offensive minds. I'm talking quarterback coaches, offensive coordinators, passing game coordinators. They're looking at everyone. Whoever gets this job as OC is going to have a lot of juice because they're going to be running the offense for the Raiders as Antonio Pierce and Marvin Lewis and the defensive side is really stout and I think good and has a lot of upside there. But the Raiders need direction now on the offensive side of the ball from Josh McDaniels not working to Bo Hardegree not being retained. Whoever gets this job is going to be the offensive coordinator at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, living in Sin City with no state taxes, pool parties, bottle service, great weather, golf courses everywhere. It's a hell of a job. So for you, I hope you get someone you're happy with, and we can bring you over to the dark side of the silver and black. Can your guy handle that kind of pressure, Cappy? I think he can. Or is he a gutless bum? No, he's no gutless bum. I don't know. But here's the that thing. That Browns offense didn't look great that last game. Well, yeah, that's true, but they had like a beat-up offensive line, and they had a quarterback throw two pick sixes. I just they, hear more excuses from your guy. Well, those are excuses. Um, <laughs> I will just say, though, that uh, I could see myself spending a bit more time in Las Vegas, hanging out with JT, all those things he said, pool parties, bottle service, all sounds good to me. Well, guys, don't overthink. Uh, you know, I, every once in a while, I get very program director-ish. I think I was a program director <laughs> in a former life. Try to get out for a little radio row. Sedano knows where I like to dine. Cappy, you know, Morales, we go back a long way. Pop your head in for a little radio row in Vegas. Don't take the radio show too seriously. You do a great job. You're the best in the market. Reward yourself with a Super Bowl trip for a few nights, not the whole week, but a couple of nights in Las Vegas. Well, Sedano and I are the best in the market. I yeah, I actually, I actually said to Morales, I go, hey, I'm planning on going up to uh, Vegas for a few days during Super Bowl week. He's like, no, you're not. You're not going to do that. We don't want you there. We don't want you on Radio Row. They, like, they don't want me there. They just don't want me there. I think you should there. come because I think you'll get, you know, you'll get interviews with people that are selling hats and selling T-shirts. <laughs> well, Cappy's selling hats and T-shirts. I know how people love that <laughs> in L.A. on the radio. I know how well that goes over. <laughs> no, I think Cappy is going to try to sneak out there. I may. I may. I'm trying to come for like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday-ish. And then Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, I'll be out at Yamava. So, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, and Cap, if you could fit it into your ski schedule... And you're, you know, I know you're going back to the triathlon, a little bit of a secret that only I know. You got a lot of, this is a time where the brick likes to take a little time off, uh, do a little couple of things here, take a little break so we can gear up for the greatness of the Raiders. And next season, but I'll leave you on this point, guys. This is very important. 
anybody but Kansas City. We could not have, which I called on your show, the conspiracy theory of the Kelsey commercials with Andy Reid and Mahomes, uh, Taylor Swift, the worst part, Brittany Mahomes doing the shoulder <laughs> roll, Jason Kelsey with the shirt on, guzzling beers. I speak for the entire Raider Nation when I say this. Anybody but Kansas City. We need Baltimore to win, and if Kansas City comes to Vegas, we need Kansas City to lose in the Super Bowl. Raider Nation unite. Let's beat Kansas City. The one and only, the voice of the Raider Nation, JT the Brick. All right, JT. Good talking to you, pal. See you guys. Bye, Bye, JT. He's right. I'm so tired of that whiny little you-know-what Patrick Mahomes crying for flags. Tired of it. You are, are you? Yeah. What did you think about his brother shirtless drinking beer? Well, that kind of spoke to my inner... Uh, I was thinking you would like that. Yeah, I would do that. Mm-hmm. i do that right now, frankly. I mean, yeah. I mean, you. in fact, if you took your shirt off and guzzled beers, you wouldn't look that different than Probably Jason not, Kelsey. except I wouldn't be a all-pro Super Bowl champion center. Mm-hmm. But I could be a great tight end. You guys would look exactly the same. Okay. It's kind of a compliment. <laughs> it is kind of a compliment, I would say. Maybe when you're, if you want to spend so much time in Vegas, you could just do radio out there. I could. I could do that. That way we can get Trudell in here. Hey, listen. Sedano in the team. He's already part of the team. He's already here. He's emeritus. Sedano and Mike Trudell back again. It's all your basketball talk in the PM. <laughs> and then you could just call in as our Vegas uh, I'll be, insider. I'll, right, I'll be the Raider insider. Scott Kaplan deep inside the Vegas, the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, Raiders war room. Uh, here's here's uh, Vegas Raider season ticket holder. Scott Kaplan, you, So your guy will get you season tickets? Well, no, he won't get me season tickets. I just every week I'll be like, yo, I'm coming to the game. Leave me tickets. Are we going to put iBlock on? Oh, for sure. And plus, I'm going to get the Lyle Alzado jersey since you were too gutless to get it. I didn't get a jersey at all. Well, that was gutless, as you know. You are gutless. Uh, here's what's not gutless is what? Lindsay and her new wine. She's got a lot of wine that she's been drinking. And look, the Browns put, put her in a state. But thankfully, she took care of business because Stella Rosa was there for her. Absolutely right. Stella Rosa is always there for me, and I definitely did need it, especially, uh, you know, two weeks. Was it two weeks ago now that the Browns? 37 in the Southland on a live imagery Tuesday on Shit Out of Cappy. Radio Tinder time. We like to play a TV theme if we can. On this day in 1996, Moesha premiered on UPN. Moesha. What do you know about Moesha? Moesha. Moesha. Uh, 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 you can follow her at Lindsay Baseball on Twitter, Instagram. Don't forget about our sponsor. Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Hashtag life-changing tequila. Hashtag founded in the city of Downey, just like me. Take it away, producer Lindsay. Thanks, Christopher. You guys ever see uh, Moesha? Yeah. Really? Uh, George seemed enthused. Yeah. You seen Moesha? <laughs> on the UPN back yeah. in the day. All yeah. right. Well, what was uh, what was her annoying neighbor's name? Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, though. come on. I mean, I remember Moesha. You know, Roger. But- Roger. Sorry. I'm telling Raj. He had the same uh, hairdo that DeAndre has now. Like the crisscross? I'll make yeah. a jump jump? That's, yeah. right. That's more like Stevie Wonder in the late 70s. Well, what makes it, why Stevie Wonder? Because well, he had that out. The braids? He had that hairstyle on the, 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 I can't think of the album cover. Okay. So what do you mean? You're insulted by Stevie Wonder? I'm not insulted by Stevie Wonder. One of the greatest artists ever? No, I'm not. Trust me, I'm not insulted by that. Trust me. I trust you. I do trust you. By the way, in the break, our friends from Tequila Mandala were here, but also... Producer Lindsay did something that I wish we had on video. Me too. She opened a Topo Chico bottle, which of course you need to have a bottle opener, George. She opened it with her teeth. Like a real man. Used to be a good party trick back in the day. Like a real man. I don't know. Cappy, if a girl opens a bottle like that at a party. Dude, I'm running. 
I'm either running or yeah. I'm like, um... Yeah, listen, um, th- well, this is the same girl that beat that dude's ass in the cafeteria where she poured chocolate milk all over his head, all right? there. This is this is a tough chick. That's that's all I'm going to say about it. When, when a woman can open a bottle with her teeth... That was impressive. Tough chick. Agreed. We might have to do it again on video. I got to be, you know, I got to keep those uh, frequencies few and far between just because, you know, the veneers, my dentist is like, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Kill me if you knew I did that. But anyway. All right, what do you got, Lynn? All right, so WWE announced today that its flagship show, Monday Night Raw, is going to stream exclusively on Netflix mm-hmm. starting next year in 2025. The Netflix agreement brings an end to a longstanding partnership between Raw and NBC. Uh, although USA Networks, they're going to be the new home of SmackDown starting in October. So the deal is reportedly for 10 years and valued at more than $5 billion dollars. And WWE Bills Raw is the longest-running weekly episodic TV show of all time. Mm-hmm. But now with this deal with Netflix, they're going to be moving from linear TV to streaming for the first time ever in its 31-year history. So is this the right move for WWE? Swipe left or swipe right? Cappy, you go first. I'm going to swipe right. I mean, here's the thing. Um, look, we just saw an NFL playoff game that everybody in the world kvetched about before the game was went on, on Peacock, and yet everybody watched it on Peacock. The MLS went over to Apple TV. Um, true, Netflix has not traditionally done live programming, but you have a worldwide audience watching WWE, and I think it's a great move for Netflix. I think it's a great move for the WWE. I, I just don't see the downside. Yeah, I would agree with Cappy. I would also swipe right. Look, ultimately, they have the largest subscriber base, right, of all the streamers. And they have the international rights as well, right? Like, it's an international brand. So it puts you in a situation where you have a one-stop shop if you're the WWE with both your domestic and international rights. Uh, I would imagine there's some synergy there that makes it easier for you to, na- to navigate that stuff. So I-, I think it makes sense. And they've always been a bit of a disruptor in the marketplace. Remember they had the WWE Network app, right? Yeah, the that- WWE Network, and it was $9.99 a month. Right, and it was $9.99 a month, right? That was a p- constant thing that they, d- <laughs> they kept saying. But at the time, people thought they were crazy when they did that. Um, and I thought it was brilliant. It did kind of give them the opportunity to like really start to see what this world was going to look like. They were kind of the first to market with that kind of stuff. Now, does this include their library as well or just no, raw? Apparently, that's going to remain on Peacock. Okay. I was asking that earlier. Okay. Yeah. Because sometimes well, I like to yeah, I like to old I like to watch the old stuff. I mm-hmm. want to see a 1995 Brett the Hitman Hart sharpshooter. Yeah. Right. Because all of their their library and they have a lot of great like original programming and documentaries. There's a really good one on Ric Flair. It's a lot better than the 30 for 30, no shade at ESPN, but they had all the rights to all the footage and all the interviews from everybody. So I feel like the the Peacock part of it, you know, that's interesting. I just think it's weird that they're going to have just that one show live on Netflix, especially to your point, Cappy, how they're not really in the Well, the they're, live- but they, they've always said, Netflix, that they would get into live sports if it's something that they felt... Um, they could be a bit like they could have some ownership of, right? Like in the sense of like, this is the only place you can find this, right? Not like the NBA or the NFL that has multiple partners, just one, one thing that they know people need to come to them for. And I also think that like, as we are all trying to decide which streaming platforms we feel like we need in our lives, I need Amazon Prime because I need Thursday Night Football and now I need Reacher. Okay, but really, honestly... You were just looking for a way to mention Reacher. I wanted to mention Reacher. But honestly, like, I haven't watched 
watched HBO Max since I watched Succession. So I'm paying for it and I'm not using it. Netflix now uh, is- I mean, if you watch Night Country, you would be able to use Max. Night Country? Yeah. Is that True the detective. thing? True Detective. Oh, True Detective. I yeah. didn't know it was called Night Country. Yeah, that's this ep- this version is called True Detective Night Country. My point I'm trying to make is, though, is that- is We got that, your point. Are we going to have every single streaming service? Well, right. You, basically, the cable bundle is back in a way, yes. except you're paying for it a la carte. You're, <laughs> yeah. paying this, you're spending the same money, if not more. I think yeah. definitely more. Yeah. Uh, hey, Radio Tinder is presented by our friends at Tequila Mandala, who are just in here. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sippy tequila made from the finest mature agave is available everywhere. Fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com. Up your game and demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. Keep going, Linz. All right, so I've got two more radio tenors, and I want to ask. The other one is WWE-related. Do you want me to continue on that path or save that for what you need to know? Save it for what you need to know. Okay, so this next one here, very interesting, especially for you, Cappy. A flight was reportedly delayed after an excessively gassy passenger had to be removed. The person was farting so much that prior to even taking off, the plane was forced to return to the gate, and the passenger... Like I said, it had to be removed. The American Airlines passenger reportedly loudly bragged about it, prompting fellow passengers to confront him, causing a scuffle in the cabin. So if this were you and you, you know, you had this guy who was excessively gassy and bragging about it out loud, would you <laughs> confront the guy? Swipe left or swipe right? Um, no, I wouldn't confront the guy. I'm going to swipe left. I would not confront the guy. I'm, I'm very non-confrontational in public. Okay, Um, I would probably be the guy, though, that would be the dude that has all the gas. I wouldn't be bragging about it. I'd be doing I've told you I I just I sit in the back of the plane and then I just let it rip because nobody can hear it, you know, and then people are around me going, oh, hell no. Oh, hell. And then what I do is I start looking around going, oh, hell no. Like I try to figure out who is it, but it's me. Like you're pretending it's not you. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Not oh, hell no. Listen, try it out like this. Oh, hell no. Not oh hell no. Okay, so here here's how how like some of the comments played out. So I guess you know it made a noise, and then somebody was like, "Oh, that's extremely rude." And he goes, "Well, you thought that was rude. Wait till you smell it." Oh, things like that. And so I guess like then it started going back and forth. People were yelling at him, and yeah, and it was just bad. For me, an exciting development in my life is I've told you guys that post COVID, all my (laughs) gas. No longer has any sort of smell to it. Stop. No, it's stop. true. And stop. now it's coming back. Please stop. It is coming back. It's a wonderful thing. Please right. stop. Wait, wait, wait. Really quick. Here's the comebacks the guys had, okay? Somebody was talking about how rude it was. He goes, if you don't like it, you could fly private. And then somebody was like, oh, that's so low class. And he goes, well, you're back here in economy with the rest of us. <laughs> By the way, real quick, two check-ins. Jonathan Watson and a few others I've seen pop in said that you got the neighbors mixed up. That neighbor was on Sister Sister. Oh, come oh, on. There was dang. a neighbor on Moesha, but... He's not, right. He is right. It and then my Roger. father has checked in, who was listening, and said the Stevie Wonder album cover was in 1980, entitled "Hotter Than July," when he had that hairdo. Mm-hmm. And so I love how people go, in the YouTube chat are like, "I love how Lindsay knows all the black shows." In the meantime, she don't know the black show. Moe's and then show. there's Cappy reading that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night, everyone. That is uh, Radio Tinder, uh, Cappy, brought to you by our friends at Tequila Mandala. But tell us about your prize picks for tonight before we get into what LeBron and Steph Curry have going on and the Lakers' interest in a superstar. All right, let me run this. Eight minutes in front of five o'clock. On Sedano and Cap, a live imaging Tuesday. You feel it? You feel it, Cappy? This is uh, Rachel's theme song when she was growing up in the 80s. 1985, Madonna released the song Material Girl as a single. 
What do you, you mean like, it was her? What do you mean it was her song? I could see Rachel dancing around to Material Girl. Oh, definitely. Rachel. She got moves. I could see her wanting to in a Madonna. I don't mind when some boys kiss me or hug me. You're getting that tonight, sucker. <laughs> Today is also uh, Rhubarb Pie Day. Oh, hey, happy Rhubarb Pie Day. Not to be confused with road pie. No, it's a whole different kind of pie. And happy 50th birthday to the legend herself. Played Valerie Malone on 90210. She oh. played, uh, what's what's the character on Saved by the Bell? Kelly Kapowski. Kelly Kapowski. I wasn't a big Saved by the Bell guy. Happy okay. birthday, Tiffany Thiessen. How old is she today? Was it a Tiffany Amber? Fitty. Well, it was Tiffany Amber. Yeah. Fitty. And she posts a lot of great content on Instagram. Yeah, a lot of cooking content. Still got it. Yeah, she does. Still, still got it. Still very hot. By the way, the great, the Cisco kid of 710, the great Beto Duran is in the Ooh, house. Cappy, by the way, uh, Kelly Kapowski yeah. went and did a taco tour in East L.A. Oh, really? With my guy uh, Bill Sparza, Street Gourmet L.A. Fantastic yeah, quality taco but, but not, But not as good as our content. Way better. Really? Way better? <laughs> you know what we got to do? There's this place that I keep hearing about. Um, and it's just this one kid who, like, uh, he says the best burrito in all of L.A., and he takes you to this, like, truck. It's, I think, called Cousins. Have you ever heard of those no, guys? No, Dude, we got to go to the, okay. we got to go check these guys no out. No problem. Where is it? It's, like, in Jalisco, Mexico. Oh, jeez. <laughs> By the way, don't forget, you're an idiot. No, I'm serious. The Toyota Lakers countdown to tip-off is at 5.30 p.m. Yeah. Tip-off at 7 o'clock. John and Michael have your play-by-play. Lakers Clippers. You can hear it on 710 a.m. Or, of course, on the all-new ESPN LA app. And then after the game, don't miss Beto Duran with the new look Lakers postgame show. Woo! Uh, Cappy, speaking of basketball, two things. Uh, Dave McMinnon is reporting, McMinniman. quote, the Lakers have trade interest in Cavaliers superstar Donovan Mitchell. Okay. Now, before people get excited, and I'm listen, Dave is just doing his job. The Lakers have told him that they have interest in Donovan Mitchell. But correct me if I'm wrong, Lindsay, since he's a Cavalier, the Cavaliers have shown no interest in trading Donovan Mitchell yet. Not yet. Everyone but he's got another happen. year left on his deal. Right, but everyone assumes that he's going to go to the Knicks during the offseason. That's it. Well, he can't go this offseason. He's got another year. Right, but... They, they can trade, trade him, him there. Yes. Well, That's when they got him, though, go. when they got him, man, I'm telling you, the city was like, they had billboards all over the city. Donovan like, Welcome Donovan Mitchell. You yeah. know, like they were so excited about this guy. And frankly, honestly, in the last year and a half, he's become virtually invisible. Well, but he's still great. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying he's so not. What are you he's talking about? Picks. Yeah. No, 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 hold on. Invisible as in, like, you pay attention because you follow Cleveland. Right. Basketball diehards pay attention, but right. the casuals don't know him. Do you think he's fan. less visible than when he p- played for the Jazz? Well, they were deep in the playoffs there. My answer is yes, I do. Really? Yeah. Yes, okay. I do. Yes, right. I do. That's yeah. correct. They they went deeper in the playoffs than he's been in Cleveland. He's good on prize picks, Beto? Oh, absolutely. He's been crushing on the PRA. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. No, but that was a story McMenamin wrote this morning about how it would be a Lakers offseason desire. R- right. Be- young because also. I, I, right. Because here's the thing. like A lot of people are going to desire Donovan Mitchell yeah. like you know what I'm saying like it's not just going to be the Lakers and the Lakers scenario. would have all the picks they could trade well they unlock another pick yeah but that still would only mean two and I would ima- I would imagine that Donovan Mitchell is going to be going for more than two first round oh, picks yeah. if I you know based on what I assume that was a good story about McMenamin don't the Lakers options. not have a lot of early picks like first round picks uh they have they have one right now they can trade in 29 but next year they unlock another one in 31 but it's still mm-hmm. only two and I don't think that's, that's enough a long time away well but those in theory are very valuable because because that means it's a long way away from when LeBron was here and Anthony Davis is here. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. By the way, I got Anthony uh, Davis and Paul George tonight to combine for 52 and a half. What do you think about that, Beto? I'll do it with you. Yeah. I, 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 I need a promo code so I get some more money. By the way, okay. speaking of LeBron, yeah. 
him and Steph Curry mm-hmm. have been added to the player pool for the Olympics. Now, it's been it, the World Championships was a rough go. And LeBron, remember, he was the guy saying, let's go. Let's go out there and let's go to France and let's win the gold. So he's put his money where his mouth is, basically, at this point. And Steph Curry has done the same. Well, I think it's just a, an opinion. I haven't talked to the king about it. I'll, I'll check in with him. I mean, you know, maybe later tonight. Yeah. Um, but seriously, the reason these guys want to go is, first of all, you're LeBron, you're 39 years old, and you're still playing top level. But this is his last Olympics. Right. Yeah. But this last Olympics is in a really cool place. Yeah, it's in France. This is not going to Beijing. Right. You know, this is going to Paris. And Beijing is a cool place, too, I'm sure. I don't know. I've not been. But right. It doesn't seem like the kind of sexy place that if the Olympics this year were in Beijing, LeBron would be like, I you gotta go. You just think that you, you think LeBron and Steph Curry want to wear berets. I think I think they want to visit Red the Eiffel Tower Berry, and, and eat baguettes. I think they want to visit the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. I think they want to take pictures. In, I think they want to take their families Drink on vacation. Some good wine. There you go, wine. Yeah. So I, I you think, think he's going to do that anyway. Yeah. Just, no, no. I just think that Paris. There's well, an and LeBron last year was in the, was there at the Le Mans race, right? Yeah. Like last yeah, year they, in the South. That's of like the new place to go now, I guess. Yeah. During like for the yeah, off cool. season. Let's go. Yeah, you, oh, yeah, right. you are going. I will be there. In, I'll be in that in Europe that time of year. Yeah, I, just don't, I haven't made the decision. I just haven't found tickets for any of It's just crazy expensive. Plus, you don't know the schedule wise. George right. will end I'm up not, working. I'm a, I'm I guarantee it. No, absolutely not. You are. I, I need the Olympics thing. It gets me going. The uh, Olympics thing. You want the Olympics thing? Yeah, I want the Olympics. I was talking okay. about it in a meeting today. I'm going to be humming that thing for two months. You are, huh? Yeah. I love the summer games. Yeah. Have you ever worked them? I have not. Yeah, I mean, one of the only things I've never worked. Yet. I almost had a chance. But I was like, nah. Did you do the Indy Five Hundred? Uh, no, not an Indy Five Hundred. I've been to a uh, Daytona Five Hundred. No, I, you said you didn't work it though. Well, but I was. I covered a Daytona Five Hundred. Oh yeah, oh, cool, yeah. nice. I really feel like you're going to end up working in some capacity, George. Like, you're well, they, you know, I don't it. know if you realize they're on another network, so I mean that that know, creates still, a level of challenges. You know, when you have a contract, you can't go. They can't borrow the family of NBC networks. Yeah, and the Summer Games, Rogan Baby. God, I love it. I think you and I should share. We should do the 22 inch glizzy, except with a 22 inch baguette. There you go. It's not a bad call for France. Can we yeah. put a little, uh, yeah. little like ham and cheese on that? No, or maybe just a straight yeah. baguette. Just a straight baguette. Uh, wee wee. Yeah. 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 I mean, listen. Yeah, and at the uh, end, we go wee wee. It's it's efficient, and it may be even <laughs> more maybe even more affordable in that scenario. Mm. Speaking of uh, efficient and affordable, your handy neighbors at Next Gen Air and Plumbing are back. Back, baby, 